Hi, this is the Care to Change podcast. We appreciate you choosing to join us today. Our series this month is Looking for Fun in the Midst of Yuck. Today is a conversation between April and our Human Resource Coordinator, Danielle Huff, as they talk about what to do when you dread going to work. As always, we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Go ahead. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Pordo. I am so glad that you have chosen to spend this time with us. We are in the second week of a series called Looking for Fun in the Midst of Yuck. And last week, Jared and I had a really good conversation about what to do when life doesn't feel fun anymore. And Jared and I really talked a lot about stress and what is bringing stress to our lives nowadays and uh, culturally and and the world and that sort of thing and and then a couple of things you could actually do about it if you are one that's feeling a bit overwhelmed or you see that stress is really sort of sucking out the life and the fun from from you so if you uh, are interested I would encourage you to go back and listen if you haven't already today uh, is no different we have Another special guest with us today, Danielle Huff, who is our on our HR team here. She's our HR coordinator. So anyone who is interested in joining our team will have interaction with Danielle. And so Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. I've known Danielle for darn near 20 years. And so we've had Lots of conversations about this topic today. Our topic is what to do when you dread going to work. And Danielle and I actually met at a different uh, place of employment. And so we have worked together for a very, very long time. And so we've definitely bridged this conversation lots of times. And her being in her role here in the hiring and what people might not know about Care to Change is we have a behind the scenes sort of, we call it a celebration team. And it's really how we create a culture of caring for the people who serve here at Care to Change because we don't want our team to be burned out or stressed out or leave because of the amount of pressure that they may feel at, at the at the workplace here. And so there's not a better person here to talk about this topic than you, Danielle. Glad to talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So let's just jump right in. The topic is what to do when you dread going to work and we sort of laughed about this before we started and said, well, if you dread going to work, it's time to find another job. So we could just end, we could end the podcast right there yeah. and be like, there you go, folks. If you dread going to work, it's time to put your resume out, look elsewhere. But I know that's not always an option for everyone. So let's be real and begin with talking about the topic of dread, which is maybe a, a different form of burnout. So why don't we start yeah. right there? Talk about what exactly leads to dread going to work yeah so you know as we joked we can just leave but there's also other things that we can do and so we'll talk about those today so it doesn't always have to end up leaving right it could be things that are easily fixed but um, when we talk about burnout we're talking about the impact of a stressful workplace Mm -hmm. and so it's not something it's it's gradual it's over time Mm -hmm. it could be your schedule isn't what it used to be Mm -hmm. it could be You've had some turnover, so you're filling in where you're not used to filling in. Mm-hmm. Also, just you're exhausted. You have some hopelessness in your job. 
it's high stress. So all of these things, maybe you walked into a job and thought this is the perfect place for me, but over time, you've noticed a few things. You've settled in, and that's normal. Right. So, and, and our life changes over time. Right. So it's this combination of what's going on in the workplace, what's going on at home, because both of those are constantly changing. Right. And so that's why it's gradual, and it's just... It can just happen just over time. And how are we dealing with that work-life balance? Right, right. And so another thing, too, to think about is, are my values still aligned with the employer's values? Mm. And so if you start to notice that your values have changed or the employer isn't living up to the values that you entered into that job, that could lead to burnout as well because mm. you're not on the same page anymore. Yep. And so that's where you can kind of take inventory of what's going on personally and in the workplace and see what's what's causing all of it. Yeah, so there's lots of things you just now said. I want to summarize this because compassion fatigue, which we have a, a workshop that we do on vicarious trauma, compassion fatigue, and, and burnout. So if you're interested, if you're leading a group or part of a group that serves people, we know that people who serve other people uh, are really prone to p- potential compassion fatigue vicarious trauma or burnout. And I I like what you said about, first of all, the, the home and work life, bringing stress from home into the work can affect whether or not you dread going to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also like how you brought in the value piece Mm -hmm. is what you value the same as what your employer values. And if there's a disconnect there, there's a high chance for potential burnout. And then you mentioned the processes and the systems, which in my mind, I see this mound of paperwork that just never goes away. And that can produce burnout. So it's really, you know, burnout, we sort of blame the job a lot of times Mm -hmm. for burnout. But the reality is we bring something from home into our workplace. Uh, We have a value system that we want to, to serve in a place that matches And then there's the element of what's happening at work. And all three can affect whether or not we dread going to work. And and what you didn't touch on, which sort of adds to this as well, is what's happening in our bodies, right? Are we physically and mentally healthy entering into the workspace to begin with? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what we're thinking about, how we feel, what we believe in, has just as much of an impact on whether or not we're dreading going to work as the work itself may. And Mm -hmm. I love what you said about, you know, there are seasons because what I've seen over time, just in managing people, you know, the, the work that it begins as changes. So as organization, you know, people have seasons, organizations have seasons. And so you may have loved your job when you first started, but if the job has sort of shifted and changed, maybe you don't love your job anymore. And so that's, when it's to, we're going to talk about things that you do in that mm-hmm. situation, but just recognizing that dreading going to work isn't always just the work itself. It's what the work represents. It's what you bring into the work. It's, it's how long you've been sustaining that type of work. It's what's happening, you know, in your home life. It's your values. There's so much right. behind, you know, and so when someone says, oh, I dread going into work, it's like you, we automatically sort of go to wow, is your job terrible? Like mm-hmm. what's going on at work when mm-hmm. that might not really be the cause of the dread right? or, or of the burnout? Yeah, exactly. And 
our lives are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And so we always, you know, people joke like, oh, I don't love change. And, mm-hmm. but the reality is it's every day, every day is different. Yes. And so you don't know what's going to be next. You know, you like to have, we like to have routines and our job to be structured and predictable and mm-hmm. all of that. I think all of us in a way love that, but having that realistic expectation that it's not, it's not a perfect job mm-hmm. even if it is a very good job and you love it right nothing is perfect there's no perfect job right? no and you know it was funny I was listening to a podcast from Elizabeth Elliot um, she's a former missionary she's yes. passed now um, but she was a missionary in the 50s and she I was listening to this podcast and she was speaking on about spouses and and she said you know you married a sinner and somebody that makes mistakes but you know what you're a sinner and make mistakes too and so when you look at it from your job's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Right. How can we right fix that? Right. You know, what can I do first? Yep. And so. I, you know, I know I say it all the time, you know, I love my team so much. Uh, we have such a gifted group of people and professionals who serve at Care to Change, really, you know, hope bearers. That's mm-hmm. really just a, a, a gifted group. And I have so much respect and admiration for the people that serve here. It doesn't mean there aren't days that I'm like, I really don't like doing this kind of work that Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And I'm not talking about the people that I serve or the people I serve with. It's the work itself. You know, we all have paperwork and Mm -hmm. what happens behind the scenes and making sure bills get paid. And and so I got into this, you know, to serve people and to lead teams. But there's still this element of the paperwork and the the background that has to get done. You know, the stuff they don't tell you. about. Right. The stuff. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody told me when I was in school to be a therapist about taxes, you know, no one told me about employment laws. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, those are the things like when that, you know, plumbing, when the plumbing backs up, you're like, nobody tells you about these things. I don't, Mm -hmm. these are things I don't. So every job has something uh, that is like not the preferred way to spend time, but is necessary, you know, to get it done. So how do you know, Uh, you said it's sort of a slow process. Mm-hmm. I heard you say it kind of creeps in. And, and I want, um, I guess I'm going to make that distinction. Burnout is when you just don't like your job anymore. Mm-hmm. There are elements you might like, but you, you just, it's, you just don't enjoy it anymore. You dread it. Mm-hmm. Where compassion fatigue, you still love what you do, mm-hmm. but you're feeling tired in doing it. Right. So there's a, there is a difference and today is about burnout. So yeah. we're not talking about compassion fatigue. We're actually talking about burnout, that dread, that, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't want to go. And you said, and you're right in that it's gradual. It starts happening uh, over time. You're like, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are some things that people can look for to know some signs that the burnout is sort of creeping in. Yeah, I think you can, you start to notice a little bit of lack of motivation, Mm -hmm. a little bit of lack of creativity and confidence in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And also just, I'm just going through the motions. Yep. I'm just getting what I need to get done, Mm -hmm. meeting my deadlines, but there's no like, life behind it. Mm -hmm. And so you can, I think you can start to notice that there's other, you know, you're impatient more than you used to be. Mm. You and your coworkers aren't as connected as Mm -hmm. you used to be, but there's also physical symptoms that can manifest and happen. You can have headaches, Mm -hmm. you can have trouble sleeping, also stomach issues. Mm -hmm. Those are just a few of the things that when you start to notice your body doesn't feel as healthy, there's something else Mm -hmm. going on there. 
Yeah. So your thoughts, your feelings, Mm -hmm. your body, your productivity, your creativity, Mm -hmm. your attitude, all of these things are indicators that you might be on the the road to burnout. Sure. And and also too, like the coping skills that you used to use to Mm -hmm. get through things and it, and it worked and you got back on track. Right. Maybe you're turning to things that aren't so healthy, food, alcohol, Mm -hmm. drugs, and maybe it's screen time. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're using screen time to distract and emotionally, Mm -hmm. you know, suppress what's really going on. Right. To really just disconnect. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I always, I have my antennas so high for this just because we do this workshop so often but, you know, when people post on social media, you know, oh, it's Monday, you know, or I can't believe I, it's Monday already. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to, to work, you know, and I don't even like calling care to change work. It's like rare. I'll even refer to it as work, you know, but um, or on Fridays, like, oh, thank God, Friday, this week's right. been so long. And, and there are stressful weeks, right? Sure. And, and, and that's part of life. But, you know, and same, same thing. Oh, I can't believe I have to go back to that job. Oh, I wouldn't like. I just wonder what makes, what makes you not make change. Right. And I think when you, when you're at the point where you're posting that Mm -hmm. there's, (laughs) you're putting it out there, you got to do something different, but like, does um, your boss know that you're posting this? Yeah. (laughs) And I also think too, that feeds it, Mm -hmm. that feeds your burnout because Mm somebody is going to comment, or even if you're just having a private conversation with a friend who knows you and loves you Mm -hmm. and all they're getting is work is terrible right now. Mm-hmm. you know, and so they're going to feed that a little mm. bit. And so I think it's important to, you know, know who you're surrounding yourself with, because if you start letting those thoughts right. out, right, it's going to just root even deeper. Right. So I, I hear you shifting into what do you do about it? Mm-hmm. So we've identified what it is that it sort of sneaks up, how to recognize just a few and, and listeners just know that this is you know, this, this burnout, vicarious trauma, compassion fatigue, the whole topic is like a three hour workshop and can be a one hour workshop. So we're really mm-hmm. cramming a lot in here. Right. I know Danielle's just hitting the highlights, but I hear you shifting into what do you do about it? Mm-hmm. And so I just heard you say who you're talking to will make a difference in the outcome, who you're surrounding yourself with yep. in the process will make a difference in the outcome. What are some things you can actually do? So if someone's listening and they're like, Yep, I know it. Or maybe they're like, I knew I was burnout. I don't I, like fast forward to the part that you tell me what to do about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think one of the first thing is look at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what, where are you at? Do you have an established value system? If you don't, and you've just kind of been going through the motions of life, like maybe you're wanting that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're wanting to start a foundation that um, really sets you up for success mm-hmm. in that way. And so look at yourself, figure out what you want, mm-hmm. but but also how do you start and end your day? Mm-hmm. Are you in prayer? You know, even if you're not a person of faith, God hears your prayers. Right. So you know, pray, spend some time in quiet where you're not distracted Mm -hmm. and really just settle yourself to know, you know, which direction should I go? Yes. Um, Seek wisdom and discernment. And so I think you have to start with yourself first Mm -hmm. instead of always pointing the finger like we had talked about Mm -hmm. at your boss, at your coworkers. Mm -hmm. Let's start with me first. Mm -hmm. And then what I think is a good always a good thing to do is a pros and cons list. You know, it's kind of, you know, you've heard it before and we've done it with tons of things, but what are the pros and cons of of your job? Find that root cause of what's going on. And it may not even be the job. 
-hmm. It may be a life circumstance. It could be the job. Yes. You know, it could be a relationship with a coworker that was never rebuilt Mm -hmm. that you've just always just held on to. It could be a situation with a supervisor. It could be the actual job you're doing. You don't like it anymore. Right. Or your skills aren't being used. And so once you find that root cause, you can kind of go from there and determine, you know, how do I fix it? Right. You know, it's so funny that you say that because when I was at a previous place of employment, I felt like I got to the point where I really dreaded going. And at some point, um, my husband said to me, can you do this until you retire? And I'm like, what kind of dumb question is that? No, I can't do this till I retire. And he said that, why are you staying here now when there are options open? And we know it now. I mean, there are so many places that people can work now. People have choices of where they can work. And so I said, why are you staying here now? And I'm like, I don't know why I'm staying. And so I thought, here's what I'm going to do for 30 days. Um, You talked about a pros and cons list. I kind of took it that next step. For the next 30 days, I printed out a calendar, actual printed out uh, one of those calendars with squares, you know, for each day. And each day I was going to mark a plus or a minus. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the 30 days, I decided that if I had more minuses than pluses, I would leave. I would actively begin looking for another job. And if the, it, the day was a negative, I would identify what it was that was so negative. So just one word, what it was. Mm-hmm. And so for 30 days, plus or minus, and on the minuses and on the plus days, what was it that I liked about the day? And I learned at the end that I didn't have more negatives than I had positives. And my negatives were around a relationship with a coworker. So it wasn't the job itself, it was the coworker. And all of a sudden I realized the pattern, because you know, when you have relational discord, it can kind of take over your thoughts yep. that it was time for me to have a conversation with the coworker. Hey, I want to talk to you. I feel this vibe when we're in a room together and I don't like the vibe and I need to know what have I done, you know, that's offended you or have I done something mm-hmm. that's offended you because I don't like the vibe. And that settled it, you know, so, you know, having, it was just very practical to say, oh, well, I, I mean, I am having positive days, but what my mind is focusing on is this one negative thing. And it seems to be taking over. And before I knew it, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I dread going to work. It wasn't work. Yeah. It wasn't the work. It was just this relationship that, and then it was better, you know, after having the conversation, I was like, oh, there was a misunderstanding. Let's make this right. And it cleared. And all of a sudden it's like, now I didn't stay there, obviously. Um, there were other things, but for that period of time, like you said, start inward, yep. write a pros and cons list. It was a really practical way for me to step back and look at what the pattern was. And it really wasn't the job itself. It was something relationally that was able to be addressed. And mm-hmm. so it was a good exercise to do. Yeah. And, and one of the things, you know, you touched on what my next point was going to be is you have to take action. Right. It's easier not to. Mm -hmm. It's easier to sit and dwell on whatever, you know, I dread it. I hate going to work. You could have left that job sooner than you really needed to. And so, but instead you took action and said, this is my plan. Mm -hmm. You came up with what was right for you to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's easier to kind of just sit in the negativity. Right. Because that doesn't require anything of you. But in fact, it just steals joy. It steals time. Mm -hmm. Emotional energy. Right. And so you could have, and and anyone listening could be sitting in a situation right now that 
could be better Mm -hmm. if it just takes a little work. You spent a month. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could, it wouldn't have to be that long. Mm -hmm. And I think too, an important piece of coming out of burnout is self-care. Yes. You know, what are you not doing at home that you should be doing? Should you be spending more time in prayer? Should you be exercising? If you're getting overstimulated at home and at work, are you just so hyped up that you need to take time? Mm -hmm. Just sit in the quiet. Mm -hmm. So that's an easy, easy thing to do. Look at what you need. Mm -hmm. I know my husband, he's, he calls himself an ambivert because he, he likes both. He, like he needs some introvert, (laughs) like quiet time, but he loves being with people. Right. And so for me, I'm a 100% introvert. Mm -hmm. And so I know that when I have been too overstimulated, too exposed to, you know, Mm -hmm. people and my kids and whatever, if I don't take that time, everything else suffers. Right. And it's not selfish. Right. I've had to, I felt some conviction on some of this stuff that we're talking about today. And that's one of the things that's been hard for me is taking care of myself isn't selfish. Right. Because if we're not, your family's not getting the best of you, your work isn't getting the best of you. And so see where that that needs to be looked at. I love that you say that because when you have a stressful day at work, if, if there isn't some heart care, uh, mind care, body care, when you walk in the door at home, who bears the brunt of the stress from work? Mm -hmm. If you have a stressful home life, if things are happening that are difficult at home and there isn't proper heart care and mind care and body care, who bears the brunt of it when you go to the office, right? So is the dread going to work because of life balance being out of whack, you know, or it really mm-hmm. is it. So that taking that time, and Jared talked about it last week, you know, taking that time, not just to rest, but to rejuvenate. Yeah. And if in life overall, there was time set aside for the Sabbath, you know, for the resting for the reflecting, for the replenishing, then would work feel as dreadful, mm-hmm. right? And if it does, if you've taken that time, yeah. done the heart care, uh, done the body care, done the mind care, replenished, and work is still dreadful, then yeah, maybe it's time for the change, right? Sure. And one thing I forgot to mention um, when we were talking about, you know, after you go over your pros and cons and then you you figure out what the root cause is yes. and you need to take action, sometimes it really is the job. Right. So do you need to have a hard conversation with your supervisor? Right. Do, like you, need to have a hard conversation with a coworker? Is the commute a mess? You know, right. can you work remotely? I think you have to figure, you know, come up with solutions and then do what you need to do within the workplace. Right. So is it hard to come out of burnout? Sure. But it's possible. But taking care, you know, taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. taking the action at work that you believe you should take right. are, are ways to, to start walking out of that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what we have. We have um, looking at the signs, recognizing the signs. If you're beyond that and you know your signs to first look inward. hmm to look at um, the causes. Is it something that's happening inside? Then to look at the pros and cons, look at what's going well, what's not going well. What is your value system about that? One con could, you know, outweigh all of the pros if it's against your value system. And then your third step, making sure that you're taking time to rest and replenish. So that self-care element 
And then if change is needed, then change is needed. Yeah. And there are definitely options out there. Right. And, and you may have, you may take all those steps and your boss isn't supportive. Right. The environment doesn't change. The coworker doesn't receive the conversation right. well. Right. So there, there are some times when, you know what, it's time to, it's time to walk. To move on. Yeah. And, and, and there are okay. seasons, right? Right. So it's okay to switch. Yep. Uh, sometimes I think people stay longer because they feel like, well, if I leave, I'm a failure. Did I leave too soon? What if my next job isn't as good? I don't know what I'm going to get into. That fear of the unknown mm-hmm. outpowers the dread of the, the today, right? right. And yeah. so uh, like, oh, what if, what if, well, what if? And I know that we, we learned that before. We, we what if ourselves into what's negative, but what if you find what you're really looking for? What if yeah. that next place is the place, you know? And, and we do have seasons. It's not like it used to be where someone goes and stays for, you know, 25 years and retires right. from there. There are so many options available. Yeah. And the what ifs we tend to make negative, mm-hmm. but the what ifs can be extremely positive. Right. You know, like what if I find the, right. uh, you know, the role that really uses my skills and my purpose? Right. What if I meet, you know, amazing people, you know, I mean, you could do it that way as well. What if care to change is hiring and That's I can right. work in this great environment? Yes. And <laughs> Unbiased plug, a biased plug, I guess. A little bit of a bias. Yeah. We have a great work environment here. So I've heard they have a great person that creates good culture. Yeah. Oh, so, well, Danielle, thank you. One, one last question, resources. Mm -hmm. If someone's really interested in this topic, what resources would you suggest? Sure. Yeah. So I would always say go to care to change.org. We've got resources there. If you go to the resources tab, you can type in burnout if you want to know more about that or even compassion fatigue. Some articles will come up. Sure. Also stress in the workplace. There's an article on there about that. There will be some resources on our website that we'll add specific to this podcast. So that'll be there. But also give us a call. Uh, Maybe you need to see a therapist and we can help you and walk you through that process. Or if you are an employer and you notice there's low productivity, there's turnover, you know, should you have us come in and give that workshop? Right. And then also compassionfatigue.org is a good place to start as well. Good, good. Thank you, Danielle. Love having you here. Appreciate the work that you do um, here at at Care to Change. Really, you do make a big difference. And so I'm glad that you're here and glad that you've chosen to take a few minutes and share with everyone. And, And really what I would encourage listeners to do is to have those hard conversations with the people that create the culture and know that you're one of those people that create that culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the attitude makes all of the difference in the culture and, and employers appreciate when someone comes with solutions and Mm -hmm. says, I have this idea and it's going to improve our work environment and maybe lower turnover or whatever the issue is that the, that the employer might be uh, feeling. Just take it from someone who knows. I love it when someone comes and says, I have, I have a solution to what we're experiencing right now. So I, I encourage you to have those difficult conversations, both with yourself Mm -hmm. about what am I bringing to the table that's adding to the dread, as well as with those around you who make decisions so that uh, in the end, a a mutual agreement and something that's mutually fulfilling can, can come from that. So really uh, work takes a lot of our time a lot of our emotional energy. So we want you to be healthy, not just mentally healthy, obviously, that's why we're here, but 
to, to really be healthy in all aspects of life, which is why we really wanted to focus on, on work because it takes up so much of our time. So if you're listening, please reach out. If you're like, I'm at the end, but I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. If that's Mm -hmm. you reach out to us, it's really the reason why that we're here and look at the resources in the show notes. If you have questions, go ahead and send us a text or contact us in whatever way is convenient for you. But thank you so much for joining us. And until next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.